This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 834, How Taking IELTS is Like Turning 40. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English with your hosts, former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer. With hundreds of band seven, eight, and nine success stories, our strategies are the smartest in the IELTS world. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com slash score. Studying for the IELTS exam is a lot like turning 40. Two phases in life and the exam. Collect data first, then feel the ultimate confidence and success. Wondering about your fluency level? Take our simple English fluency quiz and find out if you're 50% fluent, 65% fluent, or 80% fluent. Plus, get ready for an exciting new course release coming up in early June. Learn from real English conversations so you can finally get competent. Take the quiz at allearsenglish.com slash fluency score. Hey, Aubrey, we're back on the mic today. How are you? <laughs> I'm great, Jessica. I think it's your birthday today, right? <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Guys, let me let me apologize because I feel like I've been talking about my birthday <laughs> on like every single episode. It's- well, this is a big one. Yeah, you're exactly. allowed. You're turning 40. This is a milestone for sure. I don't know about other cultures, but in the United States, 40 is a big one. 40 is a big deal. Yeah, I was yeah. I talked to my mom this morning and my best friend and um we're just like I don't feel like I've um had a notable birthday number since like 30, right? Like after you're 21, the only notable numbers are marking the decades. decades. It's um, true. <laughs> like even when I was taking James to school this morning and he's like, "What did we do last year?" I'm like, "I don't know. I don't remember 39 or 38, but like no. 40." Like this this, is, this matters. This is it's important. So yep. So you're allowed to have mentioned it a few times. What are you going to do today? Oh, I'm super stoked. So a bunch of friends and their kids and me and James, we're going to meet at um, this bar restaurant place and they have an open mic bluegrass jam, um, which, yeah, you guys, let me explain those words. There's a bunch there. Open mic means like anybody could come and play. Jam means there's no specific decided songs. They're just going to play music for fun, whatever they feel like. And bluegrass is this really cool um music genre a little bit country a little bit like sort of southern right a little bit folky so definitely google bluegrass yeah. it's such fun music i know what's your favorite bluegrass band would you say I don't have a favorite bluegrass band. I don't. It's not a genre I seek out often, but I do like going to see it live because of the energy of it. Um, Yeah. Are you into bluegrass? Yeah. Well, so do you know Avett Brothers? A-V-E-T-T? No. No. Like the, the genre, it's hard for me to know if someone would be called 
folk or bluegrass or what exactly, but right. they it's definitely more that sound and they have some like maybe a little bit like Mumford and Sons sound. Oh fun. But yeah, check out and listeners, check out Avit Brothers. I love them. It's a great that's sound. Awesome. I've never introduced it to anyone who didn't like them. And that's rare <laughs> cool. for a band, I feel like, right? Totally. Okay, I'm putting it on my Spotify yes. like right now. <laughs> awesome. Guys, you are asked about music on the speaking exam and sometimes on the writing test. And I can tell you when I was examining and I would ask music questions sometimes in speaking part one, especially, it was real tough if the student knew nothing about music, didn't listen to music, didn't like music, which is a really odd notion to me because I I honestly feel like no matter what kind of personality you have, there is a genre of music for you. And I you guys should seek out different types of music because Music is, it heals you. It speaks to your soul. It connects to you and can connect you to other people in ways that just words cannot, right? Like it's it's a whole way of communication. Yeah. If you've never thought about getting into music before, do it just for IELTS. So that if totally. you're asked about it, you have something to say. And then you won't regret it because you're going to find some kind of genre of music that you love. And it could be totally different from everyone. There's so many kinds out there. Oh my gosh, so much. Um, so guys, we are we were sort of inspired today, since I'm turning 40, to talk to you about experience, right? Life experience, to sort of draw analogies between our phases of life and your phases of preparing for IELTS. Because again, I was talking to my best friend this morning, and she was telling me that um she, this philosopher she really likes, said that before you tur- turn 40, everything is data collection. That's what life is. You're collecting data. But once you turn 40, it's like you're ready to just like live your life in a confident, calm way. And I really feel that. That really resonates with me. And that is analogous with what you guys should feel going into your exam. So these two phases of life, we're going to talk about that, but also how it connects to how you should should be preparing for your IELTS exam, collecting data so you only have that cool, calm confidence on test day. Yeah, I really feel that way when it comes to parenting, right? Up until I hit 40, I was, you know, reading parenting books and listening to, I was trying to really collect all the data I could, experiences experiences from other parents and information because I just felt like I didn't know what I was doing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I think, yeah, I think most parents were just pretending a lot of the time. (laughs) There's no rule book. We're just making it up as we go. Totally. But once you hit 40, you have, at least for someone like me who started having children at, you know, 25, you have some life experience behind your belt and you've got um, some ideas, some, you've got some fails for sure and some wins and you've seen what works and what doesn't a little bit and that collecting data, you know, period sort of ends and you start feeling like, okay, I know what I'm doing a little bit. Definitely. And what a relief that feeling is. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I've I feel that regarding parenting for sure. And then also like professionally, because Aubrey, you and I have been professional teachers for a long time. I mean, we're talking like 
almost 25 years combined professional teaching experience. We're not just doing this because we're waiting to be discovered as actors. This isn't just <laughs> to fill time, right? Like I'm we're past the the stage of like, oh, I'm just teaching English because I want to travel or because I want to blah blah blah. Like no, right. we we're, our master's degrees are in teaching. We have been professional teachers for a very long time. This is our chosen career, guys. This is our passion, what we have studied, what we're qualified to do, and what we love doing. So that's also part of it is like, I'm established now. We are established in our careers as teachers and IELTS experts. Um, we're established as parents. And personally, I feel like I've read the self-help books. I've, you know, like tried to find and define what happiness is and stuff. And now I'm like, I'm good, you guys. Okay. <laughs> so let's connect this to IELTS. So in this collecting data stage, Aubrey, what is important for students to be doing? Yeah, so there's a lot of practicing, right? Once you once you are aware of the strategies you need, right? And before, if you first are just looking at IELTS and you don't really know the strategies yet, it's so important, first of all, to get into a system. You need to join Three Keys IELTS, right? Come and see us, allearsenglish.com forward slash keys, K-E-Y-S, because you need those strategies. And then once you know what you need to be doing, the structure for essays and what the examiner's expecting, all of these strategies you need, then it's all about practice. You're going to need to spend a lot of time practicing those strategies, learning, totally. you know, the template sentences, the things you need, uh, just so much time practicing. So much time practicing. Yeah. <laughs> um, guys, like I'm, I'm sure a lot of people listening are really like full on in the collecting data stage. You're listening to our podcast, which is great. You're going to a bunch of different IELTS forums and IELTS sites, collecting data and information. That's the first step. That's awesome. That's where you should be right now. That's great. But then you also need to know like how much is left to do, right? Like how long should you be preparing? Where are you right now with your IELTS score? So guys, you can find out for free if you go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score, take a short two minute quiz and we will tell you again for free guys, your estimated IELTS band score. What would you get if you took the exam now? Go to allearsenglish.com slash my score. Get your estimated IELTS score. And then, guys, you're going to get a bunch of free resources. You're going to collect this data that's just for your level. So if you're in the middle of your IELTS journey or just starting your IELTS journey, that is where you should go right now because that's the most important data to collect, right? You need those numbers. I'm a six. I'm a seven. I'm a 5.5, right? That's really where you need to start because numbers matter. Exactly. <laughs> you yeah. need to know the gap, right? Yep. Yep. And that's the only way you know what to practice, what exactly, exactly. to focus on if you know that gap exactly. So coming exactly. up after the break, we are going to talk about, you know, what exactly, how can you sort of acknowledge your strengths and weaknesses and what can you do to know that you are ready for test day? Yes. Awesome. See you after the break, guys. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. All right, everyone. (laughs) Sorry. New, (laughs) new break. (laughs) Okay, guys. Um, So before the break, we mentioned this acknowledging strengths and weaknesses. Now, Aubrey and I have worked with so many students on on this exact thing, right? Trying to be honest with ourselves about what we need to improve before we take the exam. Are you ready to take the exam, right? Like... Last year, I was like in my in my th- age 39 year, I really did a lot of reflection. Um, I would say this was a very reflective year for me this past year. Just like, where am I? Where am I going? How do I get there? What do I need to do? Where am I good? Where am I bad? What do I need to fix? Just a lot of processing and trying to establish the healthiest habits for myself, right? And a big part of that, guys, is really being honest with yourself about, okay, <laughs> like, maybe this is a fault. How could I turn it into a win? What am I comfortable with, right? And that way, when I turn 40, I'm like, I have done all the self-work I need to do, and now I feel great. So guys, in your IELTS process, it's the same thing, right? If you know that you're not good at spelling, don't schedule your test for two weeks from now. Because spelling, you can't get a seven or higher on writing if your spelling is horrible, Okay, like you just can't like you need to really look at yourself and be honest. Right. And it's tricky because often I'll have a a class or I'll be grading essays for someone and they, you know, are scheduled to take the exam in two weeks. And it becomes very clear, very fast that they're not going to be ready in two weeks. There's just not time. There's just too much that needs to be done. So it's really vital that you give yourself the time if you, you know, want to schedule the exam push it out, give yourself time and then get feedback before it's too late, when there's still six or eight weeks, which gives you time to make a difference. Exactly, guys. You really do need someone on the outside looking in that could tell you how much time you need to prepare, what score you're getting right now. That's why, guys, again, allearsenglish.com slash my score. You need to know what IELTS score you would get right now so you know how long you should prepare. If you're at like a band score six, but you need a 7.5, don't schedule your exam for two weeks from now, right? Like, The IELTS exam is really hard, you guys. You need to give yourself enough time to make sure you're prepared. And make sure, guys, that you are committing yourself to a system you trust like Three Keys IELTS. Once you choose the path that you feel confident in, that you know you could trust because we are experts, because we are examiners, right, then you'll just stick with that and you won't waste time going to these other websites, okay? Um, that's another that's another problem is not trusting the path you're on. And I feel like that is also analogous in your 30s. You're always like doubting yourself. Like, am I, is this correct? Like, that's should I be sure. doing this that's with my really life? That's a really good analogy, yeah. <laughs> Whereas like, now I'm like, I'm 40. I'm like, I am confident in all of my choices right now. This is great. So that's the confidence you guys should feel when you make that choice for who's going to like prepare you for the IELTS exam. Yeah. So then once test day comes, you believe 
that you are ready. You really feel that you're ready. And if you do, you know, if you're not having those doubts of like, oh, you know, am I going to be able to write the essays in the time? You know, because you wrote a whole bunch of practice essays. Exactly. You timed them and you're able to write it in that amount of time without using, you know, a dictionary or your vote. Just with everything in your brain, you know you can do it because you have done it successfully and you've gotten feedback and you were told this is the score you would get. So then you go on test day and you have that cool, calm confidence of knowing that you're going to get the score you need. Exactly. I think the the recent student that was on here, Bruno, really proves everything we're talking about today, right? He only took the exam once and he got an eight, okay? That's because he he realized, like, as a mature adult, this is a tough test. I need to give myself enough time to prepare. I need to trust a system and do everything on the study plan. And he did. And he got an eight on his very first try, guys. If you didn't hear that episode, guys, go back to episode 831 last week. Amazing interview. Great advice in there. But I I have been surprised in a few episodes lately because when I talk to students who got great scores, I'm like, were you surprised when you saw your scores? Did you expect that? And I always think students are going to be like, yeah, I was shocked. And more often than not, these students are like, I wasn't surprised. I knew I got a seven. I knew I got an eight. And so guys, that's, yes, that is the message. You can feel that way too. So Stop collecting data, stop flailing around in life, and choose a system. And start at allearsenglish.com slash score. You guys need to know where you are right now so you know how far you have to go. I love that we're putting such a positive spin on turning 40. Some people see 40 Hi. as like, oh, you're now it's downhill, whatever, whatever. But it's, tr- I lo- it's true that, you know, all the hard stuff, of collecting data and figuring stuff out is behind us. And now we're ready to capitalize on it. All this work we've put collecting data, whether it's in life or for IELTS, now we just get to reap the rewards. Exactly. Exactly. You, you, and here's the thing, you can't skip the hard stuff either, right? right? Like this is, this is the positive and the honest message today, guys, that there are two phases, right? In IELTS and in life, you have to go through the tough part of collecting data and experience those growth spurts, challenge yourself, fail, win, experience all that stuff. Cause that's the only way we grow is by really challenging ourselves with a course with high expectations, like Three Keys IELTS, with amazing teachers like us that are honest with you and say, you're not quite at a seven. Here's what you need to do. It's going to be tough, but you can do it. You have to go through that tough data collection phase before you get to test day, before you get to your 40s, and you're like, oh my God, it finally paid off. So guys, <laughs> um, two links, allersenglish.com slash my score. Get your free estimated IELTS band score right now and amazing resources. And if you're ready to commit, if you're ready to just go all in, allersenglish.com com slash K-E-Y-S for the complete system, computer and paper available now. All right, Aubrey, um, we're just, we're so wise and positive and awesome. Um, Love thank it. you. <laughs> Thanks for the conversation today. Yeah, it's a good one. And happy birthday, Jessica. Thank you. Okay, so last time we promise not to talk about, talk about, about it. it again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, today it's over. Okay. All right, Aubrey, see you next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.